Once again, I, I, I never get tired of this. Oh, excuse me, miss. You got something on your back. Um, it might be doo-doo. <laughs> hey, welcome, everybody. This is Words with Ali. I am your host, Ali Seawright. And uh, this week's episode, I'm going to say some words on work. But more specifically, shit jobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, now, I worked in construction for over 14 years now, and um, it has its ups and downs. And one of the biggest downs is that, specifically, during the winter months, shit slows down to a halt. And you usually have to find something else to do during those months. And uh, a lot of the time, I'd be playing video games and just chilling. But sometimes I'd find myself an extra job. And, uh, yeah, some of these jobs weren't, uh, the best paying. Uh, a lot of them had no benefits or future or any reason to keep going back there other than the fact that, like, I needed money. Um, <laughs> now, one of, one of my first jobs that wasn't working for my pops, I worked for this company called Spring Masters Canada. And, um, I was about 16 years old. I, I didn't really have an understanding of, uh, what the company was specifically doing. They basically said, Hey, we're just hiring people. And I was like, all right, fuck, let me try it out. And, um, I worked this job with my brother and basically we go to this warehouse with a whole bunch of other young people. Most of them, this is their first job as well. And, um, just super clueless. No idea. Some dude with a fucking baseball cap and like this shirt shows up with this like clipboard and he's like super energetic. I don't know why I specified the baseball cap and shirt. It just stood out to me because it like everybody wore like normal clothes. But this motherfucker had like like a company shirt that just like had extra shit on it. It just stood out to me. And uh yeah, basically, they they were explaining the job. And um, while he was explaining, someone was handing out pens and, like, papers and, and shit. And uh, basically, we were to go door-to-door and sell an aeration service in which uh, we'd lug around these heavy-ass aerating machines and poke holes in people's lawns. I didn't understand what aerating was back then. 
they they kind of explained it they said it helps with uh i guess uh grass growing or some shit i don't know i still don't know really what it what it's for i don't think it helps uh, <laughs> but uh yeah like basically it's like a 10 minute explanation and then they showed us like a five minute demonstration of how to turn on the machine and uh and basically use it and literally split us up into groups we each went into different trucks and they loaded up these aeration machines on a machines on a trailer and then drove us to random spots around the city spots i've never heard of or been to and uh basically just dropped us off with these fucking machines and said like hey we'll be back later to pick you up they didn't give us a time they said we'll we'll just be back later and uh yeah it was uh it was fucking interesting because you know they they gave us a script to read and like it wasn't it wasn't much words and it was not adaptable to people's responses at all and um yeah some people were very they asked a lot of questions i remember i was talking to this lady for about half an hour about like specifically what does aeration do and i'm just bullshitting i'm saying oh yeah it just pokes holes and then it releases extra nutrients into the top layer of the topsoil and then the grass gets it and then the roots become thicker and and then all this like uh circulation of air did the air comes in and then the water is able to mix with the air and create extra extra nutrients and like i'm just talking shit i don't know i'm just trying to sell this shit and like she said yes no, that was the first house I went to. And then, like, I was fucking up how to use the fucking machine. Because, like, honestly, man, they should have spent a little bit more time at least showing us how to move it. It was fucking heavy. And if you didn't do it properly, you're basically just ripping up the person's lawn. And which is what I was doing. I ripped up the shit out of her lawn. And she said, you know what? I don't want the service anymore. And then I was like, shit. <laughs> my first house the first house i go to i sell it and then i fuck it up and then basically i i was going to every single house i probably went to about maybe a hundred houses that day and like there's a few people that were just rude off the bat and i mean but like think about it like you have some random dude come up to your house with a big ass machine saying he wants to poke holes in your line what the fuck are you gonna say to that <laughs> you know <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just here to poke holes in the line. And uh, also, can you give me money? It's like, what? Also, about that job, it was, I forgot the percentage, but um, basically we sold, um, I think we get like 25%. It was like some, it was 100% commission. So there's no hourly rate on top of that. So basically, if you don't sell any aeration services, you're fucked. And, um, they charged uh, about $25 for a carrying pouch, uh, $10 for the, uh, it's a basic fucking pen. If you lost it, you owe them $10, which was fucking bonkers. And, um, I sold about three my first day. And so we were out there for maybe eight, eight to 10 hours, just walking around, going door to door pushing mind you pushing this heavy fucking machine people are walking past us on the sidewalk and we we just look fucked it was not the way to do it like honestly it was it was so sketchy
it was so sketchy. And like, <laughs> I remember this one dude, um, I forgot his name, but like he, he lost the machine and like he, <laughs> cause he went to a gas station and he left the machine just like on the side of the road to use the bathroom and shit. And when he came out, it was gone. And then he was losing his shit. He came, he found me. I was on, we we're in the same area and he's like crying and shit. And he's like looking at me. He's like, yo, what do I do, man? Can I use yours? I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't have, I have no idea how much these fucking machines cost. I have no idea. They're like some super beefed up fucking lawnmower things. So I'm, I'm assuming it's like, yo, at least a few hundred for each one. And this guy's crying and shit. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm sorry, bro. I ain't got nothing for you. Uh, yo, do you, do you got somebody's number to call? You know, someone to pick you up? I, I just leave. They'll probably forget your name, man. Shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, apparently he had to pay like $500 to replace a machine. Because I guess someone saw it on the side of the road and just picked it up and threw it in their truck or something. But, um, yeah, that job had a lot of, uh, misinformation, but, uh, I feel like that's what most sales jobs, cause I, I worked another job, um, Ontario consumers. And basically it was another door to door sales thing. And basically I was selling, uh, water filters and, uh, furnace upgrades. And I, I did this job for a while. And this one was 100% commission as well, which they said in the beginning, if you get enough sales, you can get an hourly hourly rate on top of that. But um, no, nobody got that. Nobody. Not one person. And the motherfuckers trying to sell us on this fucking sales shit. They've been there for like 10, 15 years. And they're saying, like, oh, yeah, when I started, man, we just sell all these things, make $500 a day. It was so easy, bro. I'm like, all right. Is, is you convince me with the $500 a day shit. Let me see if this works. And uh, once again, they give you a script and uh, they gave us like this, like kit. And if we, if we convinced the person to let us inside their house, we'd show them a demonstration of uh, basically we'd get some tap water, fill it in like a cup and stick this. It's like an electrolysis machine. And it would separate the minerals and shit in the water to make it look like it's dirty. And the people are supposed to be shocked by it and go like, holy shit, my water's this gross? Yeah, I'll get that water filter. Yeah, fuck, I'll pay uh, $70 a month. And <laughs> I tell you, like, when I read the contracts for the, some of this shit, I'm looking at the payments people are making or supposed to make for each thing. It was fucking bonkers. And like for the furnace upgrades, that was one thing like the furnaces that they were trying to upgrade. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it. But like basically they the, the furnaces were they were pretty cheap. But the way they had the payment plan, people would be paying like a hundred something dollars a month for like over 10 years. Like, literally after the first two years, you would have paid off the furnace. But in the contract, it was like some bullshit. And, like, I started feeling bad about trying to sell these. And then, honestly, like, it was it was awkward. You couldn't do it nowadays because, like, the whole uh, panoramic and shit. But, like, 
people letting me into their house just because I had a fucking name badge was crazy. It was crazy. Like, a lot of people let me inside of their house. They should not have let me inside of their house. I, I like, bruh. It's like, oh, you have a name badge? I trust you. It's like, what? What kind of logic is that? I don't work for Enbridge. I don't work for some, like, big water companies. I, like, bruh. But, uh... <laughs> That job didn't last long because, you know, of course, with uh, sales and 100% commission, like, you can't sustain that unless you're getting fucking sales. And, yeah, not a lot of people are trying to buy fucking water softeners and water filters and furnaces. They're just trying to fucking chill out. But, you know, sales sales is not the only uh, sketchy job out there. Um, I did uh, end up digging ditches. For a dude that got a contract from the city of Toronto. And uh, he, I don't know how he got the contract. But um, he didn't have enough money to get an excavator. Uh, so basically he just hired a bunch of people off of Kijiji and other websites. To be his excavator. And so he'd pick us up. Around like 5.30, 6am in the morning. Bring us to like some dirt fucking road. We'd have shovels, pickaxes, and basically we'd be digging just like on the side of the road, making a fucking ditch. And we just did that for like 12 fucking hours. And it was fucking, it was fucking sketch. <laughs> like he'd, he'd just, he'd drop us off and then he'd leave. He wouldn't even supervise anything. He'd just tell us, it's like, yeah, just dig. You know, just dig as as far as you guys can go. And that was it. And then he'd show up, like, probably four hours later. He'd bring some food. That was the only good thing about it. He'd bring us some food and shit and see how everyone's doing. And then he'd leave again. We'd continue digging. And uh, we he, he paid us, like, 80 bucks each for, for a full day of fucking digging. Now, I don't know if you guys ever tried digging a fucking ditch. But it is back-breaking fucking work. And I don't know why I did this. I literally could have found anything else, something easier. But I figured, you know what? I want to get into better shape. And I'll make some money on the side, too. That's what I was That's what I was thinking back then. Ah, fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. Yeah, I didn't do that for too long, obviously. But uh, <laughs> it was fucking interesting. But that leads me into uh, more back-breaking work, um, working warehouses. And some of these warehouses, they weren't structured like they are now. So, like, they'd have you doing shit where you'd, you'd definitely need a pump truck to move. Or at least, like, something mechanical to lift it, like a forklift. And, like, they're just like, oh, you're big. You can move this. It's like, no, I should not. Where's where's WSIB? Where where's where's my PPE? Y'all give me some thin ass gloves. It's like what's going on? Cause like literally, <laughs> one of these warehouses I worked at. I'm not gonna say the name of the place, but um, <laughs> they they had this really old dude. I don't know how he's definitely late sixties, early seventies, and he's like lifting this heavy shit. 
and this other guy that was working at the company for years would always fucking yell at this dude so much. And it made me very uncomfortable. Like I was struggling with it. And I was like 50 years younger than this guy. Why are you yelling at him? He's trying his best. It broke my heart. Like this dude strung is like, oh, oh, like I can't lift. I can't lift. And this guy's like, you fucking move it, you piece of shit. Why aren't you moving this? We got to put this over there. Put this in the corner, the corner, the corner. And it's like yelling. I'm like, bro, chill out. What are you on? This motherfucker's geriatric. Like, chill out. He's going to break everything in his body. Holy shit. Why is he here? <laughs> why is he here <laughs> but like <laughs> that shit tripped me out and like so many other places like um i worked with my cousin uh hudson bay company uh i'm not even gonna sugarcoat nothing uh we worked through this agency called the people store by the way the name people store is fucked that is a fucked up name people store what you selling people slaves like bruh i never even clued into that until i started thinking about it recently i'm like bruh i literally work for an agency called people store just selling people i was fucked up and uh <laughs> basically they treated everybody like they're thieves and um we had to go through like this metal detector. They checked our backpacks every time we left the building. And it was just very uncomfortable. Plus, we were just like working with very little supervision or training. And we're just like folding shit and packing shit, like order picking. But it was very like they should have had a machine for some of this shit. And it was just it was just very ghetto and just shitty. And mans were on desperate times. That's where that's why they were working there. You know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. But like, that ain't it. That ain't it. As well as uh, worked for another agency, uh, Labor Source. They uh, they put me on some bullshit jobs. That was not fun. A lot of those jobs we did. And um one of the last, literally the last job I did for them, uh, I was working at um, the Metro uh, Convention Center, downtown Toronto. And we had to put up, we had to organize this like big convention. Till this day, I don't even know exactly what it's about. But these people came from, I think, San Francisco to uh, organize their own event. And uh, I was a supervisor and uh, basically for no extra pay, no extra benefits, I had to coordinate like over 50 people. I had to sign them all in, get all their names, the times they came in, and then organize all of this shit for them to work. And it was... uh. It was, it was pretty bullshit. It's pretty bullshit. And the people there that were organizing the event, they treated us like shit. They treated us like dog shit. Like, like literally dog shit. I'm like, bruh, how are you going to come to our country and treat us like this? 
That is fucked up. That is fucked up. But um, I will say the only good thing that came out of that was I, I met uh, some some dope people there. And uh, shout out to y'all. And I, I ain't going to drop. I ain't going to name drop nobody. But like, you know who you is. But uh, <laughs> one of one of these the funny moments we were working. There's this big dude. Uh, should I change his name? Uh, no, fuck it. Uh, Michael. <laughs> he's he's a big dude. He's he's a little bit bigger than me. I'm already a big dude, and uh, see, he is he's sweat profusely, and uh, he had a bit of a a little bit of bo going. Well, which is understandable. We're all working hard. We're all moving shit. You know, some heavy shit's getting moved, and you know, you know, you, you're bound to get sweaty. But um, we're near the end of the day, and I was trying to move some shit, this really heavy thing, and he was helping me. And uh, he lifted his arm, and like I just got a whiff of just hateful smell, just spite, just spite, hatred, and just just depression, just just wafted under out of armpits i was ugh, ah. <laughs> even thinking about it is like ah and i i fucking gagged uh, <laughs> i was like <"Whoa." laughs> and he and he looks at me he's like are you okay <laughs> And I'm putting my shirt over my face, trying to block out the smell. I'm like, yeah, man, am I? Am I? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move over to this corner and move this shit, bro. You just stay over there for a second. I, just, I just need, I just need some space. I just need to get some fresh air. <laughs> oh, bless his heart, though. He's a, he's a very kind-hearted person, but uh, yeah, man's needed to hold a fresh like real quick, man. He was ooh ripe, just ripe. <laughs> Whoo, shit. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was an interesting uh, work experience, and uh, definitely the last time I'd ever consider working through a, a job a- agency ever again. Um, it was definitely some bullshit. The pay was slightly better than usual, but it wasn't, uh, yeah, it's not something. Yeah. Fuck it. Nah, never, never again. And, um, one of the, the last, uh, shitty jobs I'm going to mention, there's, there's still way more, but, uh, I worked at this, but I'm going to change the name cause, uh, I don't want them. They, I already felt like they were closing. Cause they weren't doing so well when I was there. And that was a few years back ago, but, uh, accurate engineering is the name I'm going to give it. Um, <laughs> it was a fiberglass manufacturing company. And, uh, basically we, we were making big fiberglass pipes and that was it. And they had rollers and all this shit resin. And when I got there, First of all, they didn't have a uniform for me because uh, my body, I'm built different. I'm differently built. So I needed something with wide shoulders because my shoulders are wide and, you know, I'm tall. So I'm, I'm big and tall, which make uh, getting clothes like fucking horrendous. But um, yeah, so I had to basically wear regular clothes while everyone else had these uniforms that they got dirtied and fucked up. 
And basically, I'd be slopping resin on, on this, like, fucking tube and putting mats of fiberglass in between and alternating that and just doing that all day. And when I asked the dude, because, like, when you go, when you walk in, the fumes, the fumes are fucked. Like, literally, it feels like you're inside of a fucking can of paint and, like, ugh. It's just, like, I felt like if you lit a match in there, the whole thing would blow up. It was that strong. And, like, I walk in, I get hit with this fucking fume. I'm like, whoa. And I'm asking the dude, it's like, okay, where's the, the mass and shit? And it's like, mass? So you don't need a mass. It's like, you, where? Hold up. Excuse me, sir. I, I do believe with this amount of fumes and resin and shit off-gassing into the air, we we need mass. It's like, yeah, you can get yourself a mask. Like, bro, I'm not here because I have money. I don't have money to buy a mask right now. I don't have money to buy a mask right now. You should be providing these masks if you're asking me to do this bullshit work. The fuck wrong with you, motherfucker? <laughs> and the guy's going like, oh, you'll get used to the smell. It's like, wow. I'll get used to this? Motherfucker, if you get used to this, something's wrong with your fucking body. Nobody should be able to get used to this shit. And like literally I went around, I was able to get a mask uh, from, from a friend of mine, but I was walking around. I'm asking these guys about like how long they've been there and like, what are some things that they like about this job? And like quite literally more than half of the people there have, have cancer or have had cancer. And I was asking like, when did you find out you had, it's like, oh yeah, it was probably about two years after working here. It's like, wait, like, what about you? When did you get cancer? Yeah, about like a year after working here. Huh? Hey, when did you get cancer? It's like, oh, I just beat cancer, you know, like last year, man. And like, I'm feeling pretty good, but like they're saying it might be coming back. I'm like, huh? But when were you first diagnosed? Oh, maybe like, uh, five years ago. I, I was just, I was just working here two years by then. It's like, huh? All y'all, all y'all getting cancer? Do y'all wear masks? It's like, oh, we never wear masks, huh? You never wear masks, huh? All right. Right. So, <laughs> I when I when I got those answers, I, I I didn't I didn't it didn't take me long to to dip out of there and uh, fucking bounce because like no job should you be risking your long term health for. No job is worth that. No matter what they're paying you. Because, like, they weren't paying well at all. They were paying, like, fucking minimum wage back then. And, like, we're doing, like, some laborious shit and breathing in these fumes at the same time. It was fucking terrible. And, like, a lot of people, they... Especially, like, new immigrants, when they come to this country, there's not a lot of options. It's like you get either stuck in working uh, telemarketing or fucking working in a warehouse. And like, I hope one day that there's going to be a lot more options for people trying to get into the workforce or uh, new, new potential citizens coming here and, you know, starting a new life. Because like that shit ain't it. It is terrible. It's backbreaking. It's fucking demoralizing. And you don't even get enough money to live off of. Like, literally, a lot of people have to do double shifts or work a second job just to get by. And that's fucked. 
Shit needs to be affordable. And now, like, I'm proposing to the government to have a standardized uh, high-level minimum wage. So, like, literally the minimum wage can't be less than what it is for someone to afford rent and groceries and a little bit of entertainment on top of that. Because we, we, we out here to live. We need entertainment. Go out, go to the movies. Go out to dinner or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, So they need to calculate the minimum wage so that someone can afford to live. To live. Because what it is now, motherfuckers cannot live off of that shit. They either need to increase the pay or lower the price of housing. Cause yeah, it's uh, it's fucking ridiculous. But uh, that's that's a whole other subject right there. But um, yeah, in terms of work, shit jobs. I feel like everybody has to experience a shit job at least once in their life. And uh, just to know what not to do and what not to uh, stay in. But um. But it comes down to consistency. Even if you're not in like an ideal job, if you stay consistent with it, you can work your way up and, you know, it'll become better. And then use that as a stepping stone to get somewhere else or get a new job and, you know, move up like that. I think that's the way it's the way to do it. Or, you know, do something drastic and try to make your own job, be your own business person. Start your own company. But yeah, that's that's also very hard. But, you know, everything everything's fucking hard. So just choose what kind of difficult shit you want to do. And do it. Move in that direction. Because there's no easy path in life. You know, everything requires some sort of effort. So why not put the effort into something you you want, something you love? I think that's the that's the way. And on that note, you guys take care, stay blessed, eat your vegetables. Uh and yeah. Big ups. Peace.